This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today I'm in here doing an interview that I've wanted to do for a long time with somebody who has made a lot of noise in the culture, had a tumultuous couple of years or so, I guess you might say. Brother Nature, my man, in the building. How you feeling? I'm good, Adam. How you feeling? Excited to have you in here, man. It's uh, It's been a while. Um, I wanted to ask you this just to start. When, when did we meet? Because I have many memories of us hanging out at the store. Yeah. But that whole period is kind of like a blur. For sure. So I'm not sure if you remember meeting me like early on. I think or? Um, 2017 is when we first met. Okay. If not tw- 2017, if not 2017, then early 2018. Okay. Who, 2017, we met. Who were you hanging out with uh, that that was coming around the store and stuff? Do you remember? Roy Purdy. Roy Purdy. That's the first time we met. Oh, okay. Because I remember him introducing you to me and not really knowing about your content, mm-hmm. and then finding out and being like, Ah, okay, this is a thing now. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. So, uh, what? Um, let, I want to start from the beginning. Tell me a little bit about uh, where you were born and everything for people who aren't. 100% familiar exactly where you came from. Nice. So, yeah, nah, I was born in New York. Um, at the age of two, I moved to Puerto Rico. At the age of five, oh, and I'm from uptown New York, like Washington Heights, Dykeman, to be specific. Mm-hmm. Um, at the age of five, my parents split up, and my dad moved back to New York, but my mom stayed in Puerto Rico, but they agreed that every summer, every winter, I spent with my father. So, you know, I go to school in Puerto Rico and then come to New York for the summers and the winters. Then at the age of nine... Random summer, I came back home from New York to Puerto Rico, and my mom said, we're moving to Texas, like, abruptly, like, randomly. I was like, oh, snap, because I guess her boyfriend got a job in Texas to be a, to, like, fix tanks. So I moved to uh, Colleen, Texas when I was nine. And was this a huge culture shock? Because, like, New York and Puerto Rico, I feel like, have such defined cultures. They're such, like, hubs with so much shit going on. For and sure. then Texas, there's a lot of parts that are pretty much nothingness right exactly and then you know just being you know nine years old from new york and puerto rico and not ever even thinking in my mind that i moved to texas like i thought i was about to be a cowboy or some shit honestly you know what Mm. i'm saying but you know my brother and i whatever went to texas for a little bit me personally i went to um i went to texas from like fourth grade all the way to high school like i graduated high school in texas but Mm. you know my parents were still split up so i still was coming to new york for the summers and the winters throughout that whole time. And were you genuinely happy? Did you like it better there uh, in Texas? Because it feels like, for me, going to Texas from New York City would be tough. Yeah, I think, um, honestly, like, I love my friends from Texas. Like, I love everything that I learned from Texas. I love, you know, the culture. I love um, how people are so nice and, like, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And and really, like, my my close friends, like, my bros, they're from Texas, so... Mm. I, 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 that's what I love specifically about Texas, just like the manners, the culture, and my friends. Nice. I got you. So, okay, what was life like out there in Texas as a kid? It was cool. I mean, honestly, Colleen, Colleen was crazy. Colleen's a crazy place. Like, it's pretty hood. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we thought, like, you know, we're moving, like, next to a, a military base, but they have great people. It was just cool, bro. I never really, like, um, I was just a young kid. Outside, for real. Right. Definitely. So, yeah, were you getting a lot more of, like, a taste of 
the outdoors and like having animals around and stuff like that or was it not that kind of environment not not at all and um the only time that i would see animals is because at the at the same time that i was nine years old my little brother was born and my dad bought a house in pennsylvania so right. that's like an hour and a half drive from like where we're from in the city mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying or like hour and 15. so my dad we already had the house in pennsylvania so that's where i would see nature but he still worked in New York, so we would drive to New York every single day. So now I got this triangle of New York, Pennsylvania, Texas. Right. But were you fascinated by the the nature? By element? the wildlife, yeah. By seeing um by seeing either the deer or random animals. Anytime you see like anytime I will see anything, remember I just get so excited. Like right. pure excitement. Because it is it's like it's such an exotic thing to you when you grow up in the city. Exactly. Because you don't see any of it. Exactly. Like, what do you see? You see squirrels, you see stray cats. Yep. You don't get to see any like crazy ass animals. So all of a sudden, which I think when you eventually started to blow up, that was kind of the thing is that you just seemed like a dude who didn't grow up around animals being kind of like amazed by the amazement of, you know, it's almost like seeing animals through like a child's eyes sort of thing, you know, like very innocent perspective on how cool these animals were. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, were you were you interested in social media and watching YouTube and, and content and stuff like that when you were young? Um, honestly, bro, since I've been young, I've been on social media since I was young. Big fan of Chief Keef. Mm. Grew up heavy on Chief Keef. Future, Future and Chief Keef were like my two goats when I was young. You know what I'm saying? So right. I would just post stuff on social media, but just, you know, like we, we all use social media. You know what I'm saying? I take pictures, just stuff like that. Never thought that it's what my life would lead to type 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 deal you know what i mean like right. type shit like i never so how old were you when you started to make content or it wasn't even like a conscious thing right yeah, like, yeah, was it just like a story post at first really well i've been making content really since forever i feel like oh, okay. since like but never thought of it as hey i'm making content you right. know what i'm saying like i would make vines because i thought they were funny and i love how you can just like start here and go to that right you know what i'm saying like but in those early days now people make content they start to think oh i'm gonna be an influencer i'm gonna make yeah. money i'm gonna get ads etc like early days of vine it was just like oh this is a cool way to use a phone and we i'm didn't like know you could do this and i'm like 12 years old yeah, 13 yeah. you know what i'm saying like making vines and, and stuff like that right definitely so what what were they like at the time though you're just making jokes shit like that uh my vines yeah vines i made them in high school yeah me and my friends just joking around right and then um and then i graduated high school in texas i moved to pennsylvania because that was like my life goal at the time to get enough scholarship money so i could go live with my dad because when i was young i used to miss my dad dearly mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i used to be like because all we, all we did was have fun you know what i'm saying like when i come out to new york that i have fun so i miss my dad so much that i always told myself that once i grind get my own money get my own shit, i'm gonna go live with my dad to see like what that's like so i got enough scholarship money i went to i started uh I went to school in Pennsylvania, went to college, and the summer right before my freshman year is when I went viral for feeding the deer. Really? Okay. Yeah. So how long were you in college, though? Freshman year? Just I just did that one year. Wait, one year before it started to go viral? No, 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 no. Before I started college. I oh, so even before college. Yeah. Okay, but your plan was to go to college in what area? In uh in East Strasburg, Pennsylvania. Okay, so then you'd be closer to your dad. Yes. Interesting. Okay, but so w you didn't have any like success or anything go viral before this stuff. Like all your content before that was just kind of for you and your friend type shit. Yeah. Okay, and so then what what actually led to the creation of this first video of you with the deer? So it was like a random summer day. I was playing two K with my cousin. His name is Ken Polo. Remember, we were just playing two K. I remember I won. Mm -hmm. And I'm feeling happy. I come outside the house, and there's a deer standing in the front yard. 
just looking at me. And I'm like, I remember I called my cousin. I'm like, yo, Ken, look at this deer. She's just standing there looking at me. And he's like, oh, yeah, bro, we've been feeding her for a while. So he just goes back in the house. He literally comes out with, like, some Pringles or some shit and starts hand-feeding her. And I'm mind-boggled. I said, oh, shit. I said, my cousin got a pet deer. This is crazy. <laughs> just putting on my Snapchat, you know what I'm saying, regular, right. just like how I would do anything else. You know, Snapchat, regular stuff. Boom. We feed the deer for, like, about an hour or so. I'm like, I'm fucking mind-blown. You know, I'm excited and shit. I hop in my dad's truck. You know, I live around the corner. We live in the same neighborhood, me and my, co- my cousin and I. Live in the same neighborhood, bro. Uh, I'm driving, you know, kind of high off life a little bit. I'm like, damn, my cousin got a pet deer, 2K. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> bro, I pull up to the driveway, and in the backyard, like, for some reason, my grass looking hella green, the sun is shining, and I see a deer in my backyard, but like a buck this time. Like, he had he had a doe, which is a female deer. Right. I had I had to deal with the antlers. He had a full rack. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? It's, it's called a buck. Nice I'm rack like, on oh, him. shit. My first thought is like. Damn, my cousin got a pet deer, so now I'm gonna try to get one too. You know what I'm saying? He been feeding his, he been feeding his, he been feeding his for a while. Right. <laughs> but I'm trying to get this one right now. Right. But I remember I run inside the house, hella excited. I grab uh bread, apples, and crackers. I remember, and then I start running to the back. Like I start running, like the same way I ran into the house to get the snacks. I start running to the back. But then a voice told me to just like, hey, slow down, so you don't scare him away. Mm. So I was like, all right, bet. So I remember it's like I'm standing here. It's my driveway, and the deer standing about like where that where that thing is over there. You know what I'm saying? Probably a little bit further back. So I'm just like I'm hella calculated. I just grab an apple and I just roll it to him, and it hits his hoof. Mm. And then he kind of like looks down, takes a bite, and then at that moment, bro, he he shot his head up, he waggled his tail, and we locked eyes. And for some reason, bro, I already knew that we was friends. So I'm like, bet it's lit. But I threw the crackers down, like, right around me just to see if he'll walk up to me. Started walking over right to me. I'm like, oh, shit, not, he really about to be my friend, so let me give him a name. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, right. I'm, I'm about to put this on the gram. Yeah. Show everybody. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Boom. So I'm like, all right, it has to be something meaningful because this shit is crazy right here. So at the time, I was trying to get my money up, so I just named him Money. You know what I'm saying? Like, boom. Love money. I love the deer, too. So I'm like, fuck it. Money. Money's his name. Boom. Pull my phone out. And then, you know, I'm still calm because I really don't want to scare him away. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like super nonchalant. I'm like, I'm trying to show everybody how I'm spending my day. I'm out here with my best friend. His name is Money. Play basketball whenever we board outside. Right. Boom. Put that video up, bro. And then within like the first 10 minutes, it's like all the girls from back home from Texas are putting like laughing emojis and stuff. And I'm confused because I've never had this, you know, reaction to any of my posts like on social media. So I'm like, oh, shit, like I'm kind of up to something. So, boom, I remember I, I saved the video off my Instagram and I put it on my Twitter. And, like, within, like, the first day, bro, I remember I went up to, like, 700 retweets. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, it went viral on your platform first. Because yeah, I was kind of, like, assuming that somebody saw it on your story and just screen recorded it and posted it somewhere. Mm-hmm. But, okay, it, it was on your platform first. Yeah, it was on, on my Twitter. Okay. And so, what was the reaction, like, initially? Like, what was the overall sentiment? Everybody just thought it was funny. Right. I was confused. <laughs> well, confused why? Like, what? what is so interesting about me? Why just a regular think, guy. Why do they think this is funny? Yeah. And what What do you think that it was? I don't know. Like, now that I watch it, that I'm a little bit older, I'm like, oh, no, this shit is kind of funny. It's like, it's so random. Right. Yeah, because I feel, I feel like part of it is the fact that you are, like, you seem sort of, like, naive to the deer like you just weren't used to it at all Mm -hmm. you know like most people who make videos with animals they're fucking 
they're used to it. And it's kind of hard to hide that. You have like a sense of wonder. And that's why it's kind of amazing when you say that it was actually your, your first time with that deer. Because like when you watch it, it kind of feels like, oh, like this guy is just like, this is what he does. Like he fucking is just really in tune with the animals. Yeah. Yeah. No. Damn. Okay. So where, where do you go from there? Are you just like, fuck, I got to do more videos with more animals? Yeah. I think um, as the week went on, uh, money, he, I guess he took some likeness to to the food and you know myself so he started bringing his family around boom that's when i get, just gave him all a name i named the deer squad boom then i made a wholesome video where i had i said no curse words in it you know what i'm saying because money's family came and he wasn't even around and i was like oh shit now nah, he spread the message so i'm like boom remember i made that video everybody eats fed him strawberries you know what i'm saying i met him i met his baby mother i met all you know the whole deer squad i put that one up and then boom that one is the one that like took it like out of here like that made it to like the news i remember Wait, which one was this specifically? This, this was the one where I was like feeding them strawberries when I, it was like, I had just woke up the house. I was like, I remember it was like, you see deer like crossing the street. It's like his whole family. And then I'm like, that's Lola right there. And boom, eat that baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember I said that specifically and then boom, it was money family. And then that's when I first said everybody eats. And right. then I was like, that's when it just stuck. And it was just. Okay. So. You're posting this all on your Twitter, and is it starting to be like shared by other pages and stuff? Like, is it making its way to Worldstar or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Like by that point, Worldstar had already started posting me. I remember, um, I don't remember exactly the name of the news outlet. I used to remember. I don't remember anymore. Somebody called me for an interview, and it was literally like a phone interview. And then, like once they like took my interview from the phone, that's when every single blog started to pick it up and started to share it. Right. I wanted to interview me, and then it's when it made it to the news. Yeah. And had you ever? thought about having this kind of life at all you know like a lot of people who go viral or whatever they are aspiring to go viral had you really ever thought of yourself like this you know on the lowest of the keys on the lowest of the keys that i know that i wanted to deal with animals because mm. i remember i had a um when i was in high school remember i told you i was grinding to get scholarships and stuff right i had applied for one scholarship it was like for a four thousand dollar scholarship on behalf of my school board and I got accepted, but right. then all the board members from my school, like above the principals interviewed me. And I remember this is the most nervous I ever been in my life for some interview. Cause I remember how bad I, I needed the scholarship and they get to the last question. And they, the last question was like, Hey Kelvin, if you could do anything with your life, you don't have to worry about money. You don't have to worry about anything. Like what would you do? And then that's like another moment where I took of silence and something kind of just told me, and you know what I told them? I said, to be honest, bro, I said, I done been through so much. I done worked so hard to get to this point right here that I would honestly just go out into the Amazon jungle and watch the animals because they really got to get it out the mud. No cap. Like, I want to learn from them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to learn from them on how I could go harder. Yeah. So, so even though you hadn't really, like, fully identified it in terms of, like, how you were shaping your life path you feel like that really was what your soul wanted you to do that's what my soul wanted me to do damn that's dope that's crazy okay so, so you have all this attention at some point it starts to go through your head like how do i keep this going and how do i monetize it yeah, right sure. and do people start coming in and saying hey i want to manage you i can help you yada, so yada. really shout out to slater just walked in yeah slater my brother artist really really holding stuff down from the beginning, always had the vision. Oh. He had a manager at the time. Her name was Nikki. She, uh, he, he, he put, he gave me his manager for real so she could help me on stuff. 
And he was the one that gave me the idea to start making shirts. Mm. So I already had shirts like within the first week of going viral. And then Nikki gave me the idea to say, hey, Kelvin, you got this dope Everybody East thing. You know, y'all been through a lot. You know what I'm saying? You got a single mom. Maybe you should just make this into a charity. So I'm like, boom, like, hell yeah. Like, let's do that. So shout out, bro. Shout out Nikki for the idea. They really like, they helped me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like stuff was already in motion, but they were the ones that like kind of like guided me and told me to do those type of things and, and and they worked but so you went in the direction of starting the charity before you were even really getting bread off your own content uh yeah yeah because I, you're not really monetizing it, was, it on it was, twitter and shit it was right? super simultaneous but i remember i had a um we shot like a little a short form documentary on how it went viral mm. with public cinema club and then this i forget the name super deluxe bought it so i had like a ten thousand dollar check at the time and i was making okay money from the shirts and stuff right but even having ten thousand dollars all at once I kind of just wanted to give it away because and 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 the charity thing like with the animals and the content it just makes so much sense you yeah. know like that just seems like a logical direction to take it yeah but, I, I really just wanted to, i also like I, I was seeing how i was making people so happy that i kind of just wanted to give it away like i wanted to just i really just wanted to give it away i wanted to just bless people and be happy because it was like damn it took so long to get here and then i'm like no i need to share this shit. because like, you had never really had money before in your life not like not uh, more than not, like not more than ten thousand dollars, I'm assuming. I had um when I was in high school, I remember I saved up. I had probably like a couple thousand that I that I got on my own. You know what I'm saying from working jobs and shit, but never like ten thousand all at once. You know yeah, and saying? it feels like, like you didn't really work. And it for felt it. like it felt like it was yeah, and it, and, yeah. It was, and I felt like I'm like nah, I, I could hustle this shit. Like now nah, I got something that I can make money from, mm -hmm. so it's nothing. Yeah, definitely. So okay, what once you get management or whatever, like how does it? Where do you start going from there? You just do the charity thing? Are you are we working on a lot of different stuff? I'm sure there was a ton of opportunities coming in, even though this is kind of like earlier in the the yeah. evolution of like how people are able to monetize their internet For fame. Sure. So 2016, boom! This all this was 2016. Um, we did the Everybody East Foundation drop. We fed over 150 families. Um, I'm selling merch. Then I get a text while I'm in class that that same documentary that I sold went to Sundance. Mm -hmm. So that got the company Super Deluxe really excited. So I went to I was able to go to Utah. I went to Sundance, experienced that, and the company really liked me. And they were like, "Hey, Kelvin, we want to fly you to LA for the first time, so you can um, so we can see you in front of different animals." You know what I'm saying? So they were the first ones to put me in front of like different animals, exotic animals, and like the video was titled "Kelvin Learns Life's Lesson." From like wildlife or something and that's the first time that i ever saw somebody on social media call me brother nature mm. i was like damn they called you it or yeah the people oh okay they sort of gave you the name yes oh so what was your username on twitter at that time cold game kev oh yeah okay i remember this change yeah all right damn all right so where do you, where do you go from there like because it's kind of an interesting decision for you at that point because it's like you have all these people that want to make content about you or you could kind of just lean into making all the content yourself, right? Yeah. On like YouTube and making stuff for TikTok and everything. Yeah, nah, for sure. Actually, Super Deluxe, you know, we, that, and that video, by the way, that video went viral with me with like the exotic wildlife stuff. Right. Everybody thought I had a TV show. Um, Super Deluxe, they wanted to sign me, but they wanted to sign me exclusively for not that much money. Mm. And I was like, nah. But I did see that I had it. And that's when I made the decision that I didn't want to go back to school. Damn. So at that point, what do you start doing? You just start like grinding out content yourself, or are you like chasing after opportunities to do more product production content? I'm doing um, I'm doing all the content myself. I'm still selling merch at the time. So when I met my homie Super Dave, he said, "Hey, 
you ever need to come to LA or whatever and expand and so, you know what I'm saying whatever it is that you need to do you come live with me so that's the decision I made I remember I dropped out of school so my father can you pull the mic in a little oh, bit yeah, more? for sure I told my father he wasn't really too happy but uh. that same time that I made that video I remember at the end they showed me a baby goat and they were like and then I remember like a new it was like a new revelation or something came to me and I was like damn if I could do anything with my life now, I would have a baby goat and keep him as a pet. So that's what I decided to do. I was like, I'm going to move to L.A. and I'm going to get a baby goat, have him as a pet. And that's it. So that's really like the thing that you wanted in life was just to kind of have a chill life and have animals around and just be able to enjoy your life. Because I feel like so many people, myself included, like now later in life, I can really look at my life and be like, okay, how do I want to live my life? What is going to give me enjoyment in terms of stuff like having pets or having a kid or whatever? I've kind of slowed down enough. But when I was younger, it was more like, I just want to progress. I want to do stuff. I want to make money. I want to build businesses, et cetera. I was like crazy with it. So it's interesting that even at a young age, you were able to sort of slow it down and be like, nah, I just want to sort of have this this chill existence. No, I appreciate it. <laughs> so you you start making a lot of friends around that time though too though. We mentioned Roy Purdy and stuff. I yeah. know there's a bunch of people that kind of that I've seen you rolling around with over the years. Like how do you start making friends in LA and stuff? I think really through social media. I think we were all kind of like on the same path in a way. You know, everybody in their own individual path, but everybody on the same like, you know, I don't know, like things happening like at the same time, mm. low key on the same frequency and I don't know. I always just been like a I love connecting with people and stuff. And if you're cool, you know, I'll fuck with you. And then that, that's really what it was. Right, definitely. So, okay, uh, did you ever end up, like, signing one of these deals to do, like, more produced content or anything like that? Or um, With Super Deluxe, uh, I remember I, I did uh, Deer Squad Mexico. We sold a show to, like, Facebook where I go to Mexico and I kind of do the same thing. Really? And then around this time, it's like, because, you know, I'm having, I'm having, like, you know good like it's steady you know at this point like by march it's like you know things are like steady but like they're not really like all the way there mm. but then i sold that like when we sold that and it released uh, i think like may of like 2018 i remember i'm like nah i can't really like la kind of got like a little bit stagnant for me i wasn't really like and i wasn't like too happy so i was like nah i'm gonna just go back home I went back home, started making videos with the deer again, and then this is when I like I really popped off. Yeah, what was it about this new deer relationship? Because I remember seeing, I feel like that. Yeah, the deer was when I was just seeing you all the time. Yeah, and I think that's when I I, I went from like. I don't know how many likes you're getting at the time or whatever, but it seemed like kind of a normal amount. Yeah, and then one day I'm like looking at the feed and I'm like, how the fuck did this video of him with a the deer or the uh, the goat have like sixty thousand likes? Like something yeah. happened. Like this yeah. is pretty crazy. Bro, I, I don't know. It's like I came back home and it just like teed up. Like it just teed up. Like I don't know. It's like May. I remember I remember it clearly because it's like and like I don't know. Like this is like it's it's just weird because I ain't known personally and may his soul rest in peace, but it's like around the same time that X died. Mm. And I think like a lot of people were really sad. Yeah. And I was kind of like making my videos. And then it just like, I don't know, just teed up, but it like happened like right at the same time. And I was like a little bit confused. And like from there, bro, it just it just didn't stop. Like I just I really didn't let my gas off the pedal. You know what I mean? Right. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. But um, okay, so like it, it's gotta be weird at a certain point though, because your videos don't really say that much about you. Yeah. It's more like, hey, check me out. I'm hanging out with this animal. And I and I think in a lot of ways it allowed people to view you as whatever they wanted. Like they were able to sort of 
just create this personality for your uh, of you in their head. And I've seen this happen with a lot of people over the years where it's like, for me, it doesn't happen because I'm a podcaster. Yeah. I'm talking like what whoever I am, it's just out there right away. For sure. But a lot of times, or even like, okay, you'll have like a super pretty girl on Instagram and everybody thinks she's so amazing. And then she says some offensive opinion or something controversial, boom, it's like everybody realizes that she's not the perfect fucking Barbie doll that they thought she was. For sure. Yeah, I don't know. Was that ever weird that like people would be making assumptions about you? And yeah, a lot of shit has to come with this, right? Nah, for sure. And, and a lot does come. And then you have this like crazy because it's like I'm already there, you know, as Brother Nature. You know, just Brother Nature, like, like fully, you know what I'm saying? Like every day I'm traveling, da da da. But then I also got like my real life going on. Right. And I'm so young and I kind of got this success. And it's like, I don't know, bro. It's like it's it's like weird because you know. I don't know. Like let's say I'll get lit and then I'll do like some dumb shit. And it, you know what I'm saying? Like it happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what I would say is that I, I'm that person, but I also felt like I was living a double life for a mm. long time. Because it's like if you want to keep brand deals and stuff, like you're realizing like, oh, if I keep a squeaky clean image, then maybe I'll be able to get different deals exactly. and TV shit or whatever. So it kind of makes you want to create this weird division between what you're actually doing and what you're putting out there to the world. And it's like, and, it, and it's just difficult because it's like, you start to lose like a sense of self. And then mm -hmm. it's like, what are you really doing it for? And for so long, I kept like a squeaky clean image, not only because it just made people happy, but because I did want those different type of opportunities. But yeah. It's funny that we met through Roy Purdy because I feel like he went through the exact same thing. For sure. Where it's like he's going viral for putting these goofy glasses on and doing little dances, and it's dope for him. But then at a certain point, like if you've seen his YouTube channel in recent months and stuff, it's like he's trying to just kind of be himself. And it's, you know, sometimes like you, you might only capture like 5 or 10% of the audience that you had before. For sure. But at a certain point, it's like, well, do you want to just be real with the people or do you want to like take this one joke and just – dig it into the ground yeah. over and over and over yeah. i don't know it's a tough decision but okay so was there any of this stuff obviously we're gonna get to the the fight thing that happened and everything but was there anything that happened before that where anything came out about you like publicly that was like causing people to like wonder what kind of person you were or anything like that like nah, partying I mean, and stuff i mean uh no nah, when, when my tweets resurfaced yeah that like, was the one yeah 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 my tweets resurfaced and then um yeah, and that was really it. So, okay, let's talk about that. It was, like, just a bunch of edgy jokes is basically how I took it. And I remember, like, it came out, and then there was, like, viral tweets basically right after being, like, you're trying to cancel him for some shit that he said when he was 12 years old or 13 years old or, or whatever, right? Like, how, how would you characterize where you were at in your life when you made those jokes? Uh, I mean, honestly, bro, when I was confused when I saw them resurface because I don't remember saying that. Mm. And I think that when I was 12, that was, like, that was just like, like, you know, I watched South Park. I used to listen to a lot of Our Future. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And I said that type of stuff, but I, I don't really remember saying it. And and I'm sorry. Like, I was disgusted at the tweets. I couldn't believe that I was just 12 saying that type of stuff. But then at the same time, like, you know, it's fucked up. But I, I didn't really, need, I didn't even know what those words meant. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, they didn't even, I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, as an adult looking at that type of stuff, like, I didn't know what they meant, but... As far as that, bro, I can't really recall saying that type of stuff. I just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you're a kid, it's like, 
I imagine that the, those tweets that you got in trouble for are making jokes about Nazis or whatever. It's like, bro, if we had Twitter when I was 12, that's the exact type of shit that like damn near everybody would have been saying. Yeah. Racist shit, homophobic shit. When you're that young, bro, you're just saying everything because you're trying to figure out where the limit is. You're trying to figure out like, oh, what can I say and what can I say? What can I get away with? Everything that's offensive or edgy seems like the funniest thing in the world. Honestly, that's kind of how adults are too, but it's especially a thing when you're a kid. Yeah, I think when you're a kid, and and like I said, bro, I don't even know if I even looked at it that way. Like I, I don't know. That's probably what it is. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I, mean, I didn't feel like that canceling like went that far because I mean, from looking at you, what's your ethnicity? Um, Puerto Rican and Dominican. Right. Yeah, I don't really look at you as like a, a convincing Nazi. I don't think many <laughs> people were really gonna fall for that. No, not at all, bro. And like I said, bro, I didn't even know what that stuff meant at the time for real. Definitely. But did that slow anything up in terms of you working with I mean, as far as as far as like um I think that same week I was supposed to be on Steve Harvey, like mm. all the mainstream stuff, yeah, it slowed me down a little bit. Really? Okay. Oh, for sure. But but it's it felt like shit kind of kept going normally from there. But from there, bro, like I had so much love from the people and support that I couldn't even look at it like that. And I also I definitely couldn't have stopped. Like right. not at the time. Like I'm not gonna let this stop me. Like, oh, this is just another obstacle, just another obstacle, just another obstacle. Like right. I'm like, yeah. Because that's the most consistent canceling that anybody goes through on their way towards being a public figure, you know, is like, let's find the stuff they said back in yeah. the day and hopefully you can survive it and make it through and it's not that bad. But there's always something that people, especially when you're out here with like a clean image, people sure. just love to poke holes in it, you know? For sure. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So, um, and I guess all that kind of leads up to this one night in Miami, right? Mm -hmm. So w what were you doing actually that night? Who were you rolling around with and... and so the scene for us. yeah, nah. That night, I mean, I f uh, originally from the week, you know, I flew out there to uh, for a beach cleanup, and then it's Art Basel at the same time. And you know, I've been to Miami since you know since I was since like 2017, 2016, like partying and stuff like that. So like the whole week, I was kind of, I was pretty lit that night specifically. I remember it was just like it was me, it was my brother and I, but I, I remember I went to a table and it was like super packed, and my brother he wanted a He's like, he's trying to come with me. But at the time, bro, too, I used to care too much about what people thought or I, I didn't really like confrontation. Mm. And I would kind of just go with wherever it was convenient for me to just like kind of move on to up and up, which is which is fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Because I remember my brother looked at me. He's like, he didn't want to leave me by myself. And I'm like, nah, bro, don't worry about it. I'm going to catch up with you later. And, and, you know, also in my defense, too, like I've been drinking for like a week, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm 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 kind of tired too at this night, you know what I'm saying? This night specific, like I'm tired at this point. Like we were supposed to catch a flight the next day, but we just I like we went out one more time, and then I remember at night specifically, like uh, I'm leaving the club. I got a couple girls with me, and I'm headed to my Airbnb specifically, like with my boy that I'm staying with, Sam. I'm heading to Sam's Airbnb, and the girls are like begging me to go get something to eat mm. but i don't make stops i don't even eat before i go home or nothing you know what i'm saying like i don't really like that's not that's not my nature not, not at the time like i don't really be going out like that no more but at the time like i don't even do that type of stuff but they're like really like but pressing if, me to if like, you've been drinking all night and then you go eat a fucking hamburger and fries on top of all the alcohol yeah. it's like extra fucking like i don't know it's just gonna make you feel even worse in the morning i kind of feel like yeah nah but I, it's like not even that like i'm trying to go home you know what i'm saying whatever i'm trying to go home so right. boom we stop uh remember i go into uh i go into deli or whatever it is uh, it's, i find out it's a sandwich shop at mm -hmm. first i thought it was pizza at the first i thought i was getting pizza 
going to uh in a pizza shop and I see there's a big old line and me personally I don't really like you know what I'm saying waiting for like too much stuff cuz especially if I'm just trying to get home like I'm tired you know right. what I'm saying um I open the door see there's a big line I turn around I'm like nope and then somebody from the from the pizza shop comes out and grabs me like cuz I guess they know me mm. and like hey Kelv nah don't worry about it bro take a seat I'm gonna take care of you you know what I'm saying so I'm like oh all right bet it's lit cuz right. like all the seats are up you know what I'm saying all the seats are up. He specifically grabbed me and told me to come in because if now I was about to go home. Boom. I grabbed the seats. Me and, uh, me and a girl sit down. And then um, I guess the manager, I guess he was the manager because I was really looking for the manager too. The manager starts yelling at me from the bar like, hey, yo, like what you doing sitting down? Don't you see there's a line? Da, da, da. Right. So then from the table, I'm asking him, you know, I'm, I, from what I remember, I think I was asking him pretty nicely. Like, hey, bro, can you grab the person from the back that said they're going to take care of me? Because, you know, he's yelling at me, making it seem like I came in like an asshole. So this confusion between the employee and the boss is yeah. where all this starts off. Yeah, there's off. a confusion okay. between the employee and the boss. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, bro, can you grab him? Da -da -da -da, because he's yelling at me. You know what I'm saying? And right. everybody's looking at me crazy. Like, da -da -da -da. and then whatever. Boom. So I get up. I start talking to the manager. I'm like, let me talk to him. He's like, I am the manager. Da -da -da, get up. So. I'm talking to him. I'm like, yo, bro, I just want to be helped. Da, da, da. Somebody said they were going to help me. So I'm trying to explain to him why I even came and sat down. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, that's what I'm trying to do. And then um, I guess one of the girls that I'm with, I guess somebody was recording me from the bar. Like, because, you know, people are talking and stuff and people are recording me. And somebody's over there is like saying something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can hear pretty disrespectful stuff come my way, but I'm trying to ignore it. And then I guess um, the girl that I was with was trying to get him to stop recording me. You know what I'm saying? And mm. I guess he called her like, he said something to her, you know what I'm saying? Something right. disrespectful to her. And I heard that too. And then um, at this point, I'm kind of fed up and, you know, I reacted. I went up to him. I'm like, yo, bro, like, take that video off. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, da da da. Like, don't record me. He's talking to me crazy still. Da da da. -da. I'm trying to keep my, my temper. And then I just, like, I, I finally lose. Like, I finally reacted. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I reacted. What I did, all I do, like, I reacted. I pulled my phone out, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Did what I did fucking then uh i decided to go out you know right. what i'm saying like I, I go to the car or whatever after i recorded them or whatever i go to the car and then i remember i opened the car door and you know to keep in mind too adam like a lot of the stuff that i've done to even to get to where i was at was like like from my intuition or like the little voice that i be telling you you know what right. I'm saying? and something told me to go back in there right and fight him so I was like, all right, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck it. Like, the same voice told me the same thing. So that voice in your head when you're already in the middle of a fight, don't listen to it. <laughs> exactly. I shouldn't. You know what I'm saying? But it was like, I, I couldn't distinguish whether it was my intuition or yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Some dumb shit. But I, you know what I'm saying? I left my people behind too. Any, like, Damn. boom, I remember I closed the door, bro. I go back in there trying to fight him, whatever. And then um, from what I remember, bro, I thought I thought they both came out swinging. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, because it's kind of like a little bit blurry. Like, bro, I'm... I'm trying to fight him. I'm not even ready to fight, bro. Like, my shoe's not tied, nothing. Boom, whatever. And, and those dudes weren't fucking around. Like, yeah. in retrospect, like, they look like this is probably, like, what they do. is just, like, fight people at probably, restaurants. Probably. <laughs> probably so, bro. Probably so. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, boom, that happened. I remember the next day I'm drunk as hell, bro. And I wake up. The first thing I do is, like, I it's like when I woke up in the morning, it's like, damn, I remember, like, damn, I kind of fucked up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because it was like, this shit was crazy. But were you, like, hurt? Um, I mean, like. It wasn't that bad. It hurt, like... No, like going to the hospital? Not, not at all, not right. at all. Like, it was just like, at the time, I'm like, fuck, like, I couldn't believe it. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when it's happening, like, you know... Right. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is crazy. Boom, whatever. I, I couldn't believe it. You know what I'm saying? Boom, I go home, whatever. I wake up the next day. Remember, I, uh, my boy's girl at the time, she hands me my phone. Oh, no, when I first opened my eyes, 
it's like, damn, like I had like a bad feeling. I'm like, damn, I'm kind of like fucked up. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, or some shit. Like I remember like kind of what happened. You're hungover, you know you're fighting. Yeah, you, don't you just wake the up, you know, you wake up yeah. and something happened. Like it, I just felt that feeling. Boom, she gives me my phone. Bro, and the first thing I did was I grabbed it because what I thought, like I, I hadn't even seen nothing that happened. Like I didn't even go through my social media. I wake up and the first thing I, I did was tweet it. You know what I'm saying? I tweeted, I was like, I already know there's a video out there of me getting beat up da, da, da. so you hadn't even seen i hadn't video. seen nothing bro you just i knew it was gonna be out there i just thought it yeah like yeah, i just I mean, knew it was gonna be out yeah, like i knew yeah. it was gonna be out there but it wasn't even like i just did like i just woke up i was like nah don't worry i i've been through this shit before i know what to do you know what i'm saying without really like analyzing the situation you know what i mean right. so you know i guess a lot of people thought that i was trying to play victim which like if you read the tweet kind of it kind of looks like it. Yeah, i don't really remember it that much but fucking that wasn't really ever my intention you know what i'm saying right. like it wasn't really ever my intention. And then, like, I think things kind of just spiraled out of control when I didn't tell my part of the story right right then and there. Because I remember this going down where I'm, like, looking at Twitter, and it's like, oh, fuck, there's this gnarly video of Brother Nation getting fucking in a fight, basically. And, like, it seemed like you were the straight victim. Like, some people in yeah. public were just picking on you. And that was the sentiment on Twitter was that everybody was like, oh, this poor guy is such a great guy. People are bullying him. And then it's like, almost, I don't know, by the end of the day, it became, like, no, actually, check out this clip. He was the one who started it. He is the devil. He's he started this yeah. fight, etc. So it was this huge swing in public opinion. And meanwhile, I'm sure you felt like totally powerless to have any kind of effect on what people were saying about you, right? Yeah, just as far as like um, as far as like what I would say, you know, in my own defense, because I'm uh, is that it was like kind of like a, a mutual thing. I reacted though, you know, right. I should never reacted. You know what I'm saying? I was drunk and I was by myself, like. I shouldn't have reacted, like me personally, like, and I did, and that's it. Because this is the the worst kind of scenario. Because if you're somebody who's like internet famous, you know, like people are always like, oh, you should have security, you should have security, whatever. But like, you know, you're not out there wearing crazy chains and jewelry and stuff. You're not putting yourself out there like you're fucking poo shiesty. You're not like Mister, look how gangster I am. Mm -hmm. So you think like it's all good, but then you can run into a scenario where it's just like, you know, signals get crossed or like somebody is, is it, would you say that the situation basically happened because of some clout chasing? Cause you wouldn't have started arguing with the guy if he wasn't filming you, right? Not at all. Mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't have argued with him if he was a film, like if he wasn't filming me, if he wouldn't have, you know what I'm saying? Like disrespect the girl that I was with, like, you know, it was a lot. And he, and he was saying a lot of like, a lot of stuff to me, you know what I'm saying? Like right. a lot of mean things, like a lot of disrespectful stuff that, you know, but shit, it happened, bro. Like, yeah, definitely. But so how, how do you approach this? Because it's like all of a sudden you're in a situation that would normally call for like a crisis management PR type yeah. response, but you never had to deal with any of this shit ever before in your fucking life. Like you literally just came up off of making the most wholesome video content. Yeah. You never had to like try to explain yourself or figure out how to apologize <laughs> or any of this shit. Like what, sure. what did you do? Honestly, bro, what I did was I remember I took a flight. I went back home. Fucking, I think, uh, took a flight. I went home. Honestly, I think I went out again that night, but, like, just on some chill shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I wasn't really trying to give the situation too much attention. Like, I didn't want to, like, feel bad or nothing. Mm -hmm. um, I remember, uh, I think I went on a run the next day, and something told me, you know, I keep saying this, but something told me, like, hey, bro, just, you should just have an interview with uh, Speedy Mormon, because that's my friend. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I don't know if you know Speedy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You should just have an interview with Speedy Mormon, and, uh, 
just say the truth. You know what I'm saying? Because like I even like when I was running, I kind of like laughed about the situation myself because I was taking myself so serious too. You know, by reacting. You know what I mean? Right. It was definitely like ego in play, and like when I drink, you know what I'm saying? Like kind of laughed at myself for taking myself so serious for right. like wanting to fight these people for disrespecting me. Like, who, so what? You know what I'm saying? Somebody yells at me, so what? You know what I'm saying? Like, f fuck the ego shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody yells at me, so what? You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, you yelled at me. Like, you probably got something going on too. You know what I'm saying? Like all good you know it's what it should be but i reacted you know what i'm right. saying my ego came to play so i kind of just wanted to do an interview like the next day and just come clean you know what i'm saying like hey i'm not perfect i'm i'm a human I messed up you know it was on a bender like and and i'm good but you know shit happens but i, I do have like good intentions with the social media stuff i'm happy to make y'all happy and this is cool i love dealing with, with animals and i and i love my life you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying like i do i cherish it and i'm sorry to my bros that if I was moving too fast, you know what I'm saying? Like, just apology if I was moving too fast and my ego played, my I, my ego was playing me in, in certain situations where I could have been like a better person, especially to those people close to me because mm -hmm. I was moving so fast. You know what right. I'm saying? That interview came out though because I haven't. No, never. No, that's what I should have did. Oh, but then, okay. like, something told me, like, like I think then fear came into play. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, just wait till you do something first. Wait till you do something first. Like, come out with that big project. You know what I'm saying? Because right. the goal always have been like have like a TV show or some shit. You know. Yeah some mainstream stuff or just have a show you know what i'm saying like that's what i always wanted so i'm like maybe you should just get the show first but then i think i, I became afraid to start making decisions because mm. i ain't just make that one you know what i'm saying and just come clean like as a person like as a human because you went through this like long stretch where you're in the public eye and everything you do is pretty much yeah doing better making you bigger you know maybe you drop some video that is kind of like a failure or whatever but it doesn't matter you like keep growing and growing and all your decisions seem to be good ones and then all of a sudden it's like you start questioning yourself and you're like, well, what the fuck do I do? How do I move? Because I feel like you kind of just like went off, did your own thing and, and sort of took a step back from the public eye. Was that the plan or did it just sort of become that? It just became the plan. It just, mm. I think, I think God just forced me to just sit down real quick, bro, and just, so I could just, you know, remember right. who I am. But like you being the person that you're describing to me, it seems like you probably saw the value in slowing down and taking some time away because you were really on this like, roller coaster ride like uh yeah. like in terms of fame and stuff where you go from yeah. a totally normal person to all of a sudden you got a million followers and you're getting all these opportunities and i'm sure that there were you know a million girls hitting you up and rappers that you could be kicking it with and it's like it's a very tricky thing when you don't have any experience to be like okay what should i do with my time yeah and it's kind of like you want to take every opportunity, but at the same time, I mean, what the fuck do you do? Like, right. I mean, so so do you just fully take a step back from it, stop kicking it around people with clout and shit like that, and just stay back at your parents' house? Yeah, yeah, nah, for a minute, bro. Yeah, I just I just took time to myself, bro. Like, oh, that's it, bro. I just I just went, went off the radar. Wasn't really talking to nobody. I kind of just had to like go through it, bro, and just like self analyze and like, you know, just I just had to take time. Mm. So what kind of stuff are you doing? Were you still kicking it with animals and stuff, or just being by yourself, or what were you doing? Yeah, bro, I was kind of because you know COVID hit too. Yeah, like COVID right? happened. You know what I'm saying? That was that right happened. before COVID. That was right, right before COVID. Wow. Then COVID happened. Then anybody's locked in. And then I was like, I was like, then like when the summertime came out, you know, people, some people started going out a little bit. Like I tried it. It wasn't really fulfilling me. Like I think it was a weird place and time for a lot of people. I wouldn't say everybody, but for a lot of people. And I, I felt on that. I was on that side of like this stuff is kind of weird and i was just like a little confused with like where the world was at just even at the time too so yeah it was just a very sensitive time too for for a lot of people you know what i'm saying oh yeah and especially when you think about the the summer of the george floyd shit and all that kind of stuff going exactly. on it because for a lot of people like us even for months and months and months it was like 
are we gonna drop merch? Yeah. Because it doesn't feel like a good climate. Like nobody's gonna really want to hear about our fucking new t-shirt design yeah. at a time where the whole world's just kind of dealing with this conversation about racism, you know? For sure. Yeah. It, 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 I remember having that conversation with a lot of OnlyFans girls too, being like, Am I allowed to post my link? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when ninety percent of the timeline is like burning buildings and and some right. guy getting shot in the head and all this fucked up shit. It does seem kind of weird to be like, "Ooh, fuck yeah. me." Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn. Okay, so um, yeah, I mean, like, where where do you go from there though? Because I know you've kind of gone back to living like a more regular life, but you've been mostly staying off social media, right? Yeah, like, no, nah, like, I still use social media, but now I kind of use it like I used to in, in the old days. Like, I take a few pictures, da-da-da, you know, till I feel like I'm, like, in the right headspace to get back into the animals and, you know, doing things for, like, the right reasons and doing the right things is, like, when I'm going to start doing that, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like it all comes with good timing. Definitely. But did you feel like a lot of people kind of turned their back on you or stopped talking to you around that time, or was it mostly love from the friendships you had made? From my friendships, what I would say is, you know, a lot of these people that I met or whatever, like we see each other in parties. So if I'm not partying, I'm not really going to see you. Right. And I know who my real friends are, honestly. Shout out to them. And I talk to them every day. I've been mm. talking to them every day. Like this whole since I got back in it, like I just been talking to my homies and I, I just keep it like that, bro. And then things happen. Things happen. We see each other. We shake hands. Like it's cool, you know. Right. Definitely. So what what's your life like these days? Uh, just moved to Colorado, living in the mountains now. So you're just here for Rolling Loud and a couple other things? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, damn, Colorado must be so different. It's fire. You love it? I love it. Really? Yeah. Do, do you have any of these animals from before, or have um, any of them made the transition? I see, uh, I just see a whole bunch of wildlife. Like, the other day, I was, uh, I ride a little Brom. I was taking a Brom to go get some food, and in the middle of the night, bro, I saw a mountain lion. Hmm. So I see a lot of wildlife, but this is like really like this is really wildlife. You know what I'm saying? Like my deer, they're they're nice, they're tame, they can't get hunted in my neighborhood. These animals over here, they 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 bought that shit. Would a mountain lion kill you though? Uh, or would it, it like attack you? It could. It, it could. Like it would like, you know, I feel like uh, you know, humans like we're like at the top of the at the top of the chain, like as far as like predators and shit. So they're mainly afraid, but you know, if if it wanted to fight you, it it could. You know, because sometimes I'll be walking around in my neighborhood and I'll walk by a fucking mountain lion, mm -hmm. and like they don't really look at me that much, and I'm just like staring ahead, like just trying not to look at it, mm -hmm. just thinking like, I hope you don't want to smoke with me, like For what sure. the fuck, like because I don't know if they're just gonna run up on me randomly, but I know that they kill dogs and cats all the fucking time, so sure. I mean, I know I could get got if you bro, were they, just having a bad day, bro. They fight bears. They fight bears. They fight bears and lose. No, like if if they win, like they win. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause you know the bears be trying to eat their cubs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so the wow. mom be having to hold it down. Like you can watch videos of stuff like on YouTube, bro. Like it's crazy. Like their tactics. Like wow, they fight different. Like it's not like they just go at it. Like they just got it's like a standoff. Damn, that's amazing. Yeah. So what did your attitude on uh on doing like TV stuff and production stuff like? How, how did you start to think about that in the wake of uh, all the shit? think I've always started I think ever since I went viral I'm like damn I want my own you know animal show and like my own way and I think uh, in due time I'm, 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 I'm gonna get it right have you worked on it much or like have you tried to like make a pilot for YouTube of the kind of stuff that you want to do Nah, for sure I actually shot a documentary in the middle of COVID really? um, yeah with my friend Sam Jordan MV tours uh, we got a tour bus we took it from LA all the way to Miami stopped at every national park different neighborhoods did different outdoor activities and we also met other viral animals and shopping that shit now 
Interesting. Yeah, what's the world like for viral animals? Because you just kind of see it every now and then. An animal just pops off that just tickles the world's fancy, right? It's nice, bro. You, you know, you got to meet the owners and you get to find out their story. Everybody got a different story, but the same thing is, you know, the, the foundation is love. So it's right. always good to see. Definitely. So uh, you're going to work on, are you putting out music or anything? Has that ever been part of the plan? <laughs> no, nah, I haven't put out no music yet. Because you're friends with a lot of rappers and stuff. I just felt like at a certain point, especially back then, everybody was putting out a song back For then. For sure. But I guess not so much anymore. Yeah. We'll see. But okay, in Colorado, who you hang out with out there? Uh, my boy Elbow Glass, Guapular, and my friend Avatar. Okay. A couple glass blowers and my boy Guap. He's just, he a cool dude. You smoke weed? I don't. You just hang out with the glass blowers? Yep. Okay. You don't partake? No. Do they partake? For sure. <laughs> they partake. <laughs> you never got into that, though? Uh, smoking weed? Yeah. Nah, like, I, I used to fuck around a little bit in high school, but nah, I don't really smoke no more. Okay, that's cool. What, uh, you're in a relationship? Yes, my girlfriend right there. How long? We've been together since, like, June. Oh, okay. How's that going? Love, love at first sight. You met her in Colorado, or you met her out here and she moved? In New York. And, and she was down to move? Or is it long distance? It's a little bit long distance, but we see each other all the time. Oh, long good. distance, but we see each other all the time. Interesting. Wow. All right. So, but when you're in Colorado, you never get sick of all that nature. I don't know. It would be tough for me at a certain point. I mean, some like sometimes, like that's why I'm glad that you know you can always get on a plane and come over here and enjoy. Like I, I don't really get sick of it, but sometimes you know, like cabin fever, I think it's mm. what it's called or something. Like you know, you just be in the mountains and you'd be like, oh shit, like yeah, it takes me thirty minutes to go to the city or something i love going to hawaii but at the same time when i'm in hawaii i'm like i could never live here mm. i feel so trapped and isolated colorado at least i know i could like freak out and hop in the car for like 12 hours and be in la or whatever mm -hmm. it's like 12 hours wait uh to la or how from far colorado yeah probably i don't even know something like that i think yeah it's a long ass time but it's like it's doable mm -hmm. like you could do it you're there sure. by the end of the day you know sure damn Okay. So what what's the plan? Like like how, how have you been making money? Like what what's the the hustle these days? Um I just I just closed the campaign with a uh, with Psycho Bunny. What's that? Uh clothing brand. Oh, okay. So on the campaign is uh, it's called Color Outside the Lines. It's me, Daddy Yankee, Jay Versace, Kendrick Sampson, oh, wow. somebody else and that just dropped and it's fire and like half of the proceeds go to this uh charity that helps kids with like their art endeavors and stuff. So it's pretty legit and you know I I I've always knew kind of how to just find find a way to make some paper, you know? Definitely. What, uh, you remember how, did you used to watch The Price is Right? The Price is Right? Yeah, the game show. Um, yeah, I know what it is. Like, but. Bob Barker was the host when I was a kid, and he would always end every episode with, like, and remember, keep your pets spayed and neutered. For sure. Like, that was just his thing. Like, and I always thought that was kind of interesting, that it's like, okay, you're the celebrity, you have this platform, and that's going to be the one, like, you could, you know, there's a million fucking charities that you could get into. There's human trafficking, <laughs> there's all kinds of fucked up shit all over the world. But, I mean, you know, it was cool, because it's like, you remember him by it, that's like one simple message. Is there any, like, version of that with you? Like, you love animals and stuff, but what's the, what's the best message we should put out there? Because I love cats. But I also, like, I don't really know, like, is spaying and neutering the cats going to really make that big a difference when there's five billion fucking stray cats all over the country? I don't know. I think it's a... This is a long, long question. I don't so, know how much sense it makes. <laughs> if there's a catch, everybody eats, man. Everybody eats. Everybody eats. You eat animals? I Sometimes I do. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I don't. Want to okay. I didn't really want to answer. Because see if you keep it real. <laughs> I'm gonna lie. All the vegans are like, ah, damn. But I I'm thought I to... like this guy. <laughs> damn. But. Okay. So anything else you want the people to uh, look out for? Um. Yeah. You know, Brother Nation takes America coming soon. Um. 
And, you know, just, just live in love, man. That's it. Life is good. You know, just be thankful. That's dope, man. Yeah, it's good to see you in a, a good state of mind and everything. And, and hopefully we see a lot more content and we get to see the journey keep unfolding. Thank you, bro. For sure. Appreciate that. Appreciate you, man. Brother Nature, No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. He don't know what camera to point at me. I don't know either. Check us out on YouTube, TikTok, Patreon, Instagram, TikTok. I already said TikTok. Like, comment, and subscribe. Nojumper.com if you want to support. Appreciate y'all.